Okay, welcome to episode 37 of the Ricky Henderson of Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, GOAP. We got Jeff August on here. You, you might recognize his byline from today's article in the SF Gate, but he's a multi-talented, omni-channel human being, as he likes to say. I'll let him, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Everything, he's been tracking this A's new stadium search for over 20 years. Uh, J, uh, Jeff, how you doing, man? You good? I am doing fantastic, and I'm really happy to be here with you, dude. Yeah, and you're we're, you're following up your friend Casey Pratt, so it's like uh, big shoes to fill, dude. <laughs> well, I got to be honest, I, it's bigger shoes because I've been catching up on your podcast because I didn't know how awesome it was. And yesterday, I walked around listening to the Ken Korak episode from. Oh Back yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like I was like, holy cow! I need to listen to that like six times. There's so much. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I like to make them so you can like listen to them later on, and it's still relevant. Like it, it, it's some of it's timely, but a lot of it I hope is kind of evergreen, and people can still enjoy it. So thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm you, glad you, you glad you, you like that. Yeah. You know, we're talking about ballparks, and you were talking to him about like his days with the uh, the Redwood Pioneers, which later became the Sonoma County Crushers. And yeah. I know the ballpark that's been replaced by a Costco, and it's one. It was one of the most cool stadiums I've ever been to in my really? life. Really glad that it's gone. Yeah, that, yeah that's know. where the whole lights are taking effect started, dude. So yeah, yep, that that's was funny right. to the hear. Yeah, on, not yet taken effect, yeah. baby. Ken Korak is awesome. I actually met, saw him that morning, by the way, because we both live in Pleasanton. Oh, uh-huh. and I was sitting at breakfast with my wife, and he walked by, and I'm just like starstruck. <laughs> and he, gave me, he gave me a fist bump, and I was like, oh. Yeah, Ken's the man. Ken's the coolest. I really like Ken a lot. Like, that is awesome dude <laughs> yeah he's dope so uh so yeah uh congrats on your uh your column in today's sfk seems like it's been pretty well received that you know kind of bringing some historical context to everything yeah. um I, I how would you kind of summarize i know it's, it was pretty lengthy but how, how would you go this is a podcast we got time how, how would you summarize um you know kind of the point that you want to make to readers how, how you used to be against howard terminal as a site but now you've you've warmed up to it yeah know? and i think so to say this in a really Um, straightforward way. I believe that the biggest problem in the world today, like regardless of whether it's a baseball stadium or anything else, is that people start with facts. Mm. I mean, start with an opinion and then try to find facts to back up their opinion. And I would like, I would invite anybody who has an opinion about Howard Terminal to just read that piece because I used to be against it, but I have let facts form my opinion. And now I understand exactly why it makes a a whole bunch of sense. Mm -hmm. And um, we can walk through all that stuff, but that's really what it's about. It's about don't let, don't let the opinion decide for you what facts, let the facts decide what your opinion is. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious um, because it's you've been following this for since 2001 um 2002 Um, what was the climate like then can you give some perspective on why why you got interested in it then and yeah um and you know i you you dropped recently like the hok like that architect group their their whole plan it was it was interesting to see like their their plans for they had multiple plans for downtown for the coliseum for over there howard terminal yeah, you can see you guys can see yeah. the executive summary. I put I actually put a you know it's weird because when I was writing that article, yeah. I was like, man, this executive summary is really helpful. Yeah, plug your website, it. dude. Where can they find it? What's your website? Oh, it's at jeffaugustegotrip.com, jeffreyaugust.com. Those uh-huh. both go to the same place with it's just my WordPress blog that I've been, you know, uh-huh. updating forever and it has stuff on there. Uh-huh. Um and that's where I, that's where it is. It's um, jeffaugustegotrip.com. You'll see a link to that document because as I was trying to find it on the internet, I realized I had a copy of it in my Dropbox, and I've had him there for decades uh-huh. or a long, like you know, a long, long time, a decade at least. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find it anywhere else on the internet, so I just put it up so people could go look at it because it's like a time capsule. It's you really interesting it. to see. Yeah, it was. It's kind of cool. Like I, I like the. Uh, yeah, I, we're gonna talk about this later, but the whole downtown plan too would have been kind of cool. Oh, you know? I yeah. mean, like the, the the uptown Oakland was by far to me like it was the spot back then that it's terrible that it was a shot not taken. And I think a lot of times people will think about this and want to blame Jerry Brown or blame the A's ownership at the time or blame all kinds of people. But Mm -hmm. I'm also a person who doesn't think that blame really matters anymore. At this point, we are where we are. And looking back is really cool. But, uh, and that would have been a fantastic, I mean, like it would have changed the world uh, of Oakland and that part of the town. But the thing that they did anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. in that spot started made things happen. But but actually, a weird thing is one of the stadiums that I would use as a comp for a Howard Terminal site is the site that the Nationals Park was built on. And uh-huh. that only came to be because the guy who was pushing the plan in Oakland essentially got fired for pushing this ballpark plan in Oakland. Really? And ended up in Washington, D.C. And he's the architect of the plan to build Nationals Park. 
His name's Crazy. Robert Bob. And he's uh -huh. actually here now working with uh, AASE, the uh, African-American Sports and Entertainment yeah. Group, on so, their Coliseum plans. So it's such a tangled web that goes interesting. over a long, so he, long time. Yeah, he could get like revenge on the A's or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's more like he's trying to just do yeah, something that, to make something happen, you know? It's not whether the A's or the city. Like yeah. they, At that point, um, back then, like Jerry Brown didn't want there to be a baseball stadium there. The Oakland A's didn't, uh, Steve Schott, the Schott Hoffman era, they didn't mm -hmm. really want a stadium to be there. And as I recall back then, Schott was really focused on doing something in Santa Clara, but Hoffman was much more focused on doing something da 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 at the mm -hmm. Oakland waterfront. All the way back then, that's what he wanted to do. And the place he wanted to do it mm -hmm. at was, everyone referred to it as a Jack London Square Park, even back then, but it was Howard Terminal. Really? So the same so that same 55 acre lot that they're considering now, that, that's what they were looking at in 2001. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's crazy because a lot of things back then that made it difficult didn't uh, have been addressed in other ways that have made it a different kind of difficult now. Um, mm -hmm. Like, for instance, there was um, uh, a bunch of toxic waste. It's, it's a port, right? There's a lot of stuff underneath there. So mm -hmm. if they had decided to build a ballpark back then, they would have done what they did at China Basin and everywhere else. They would have cleared out all that dirt and took it somewhere else. But um, they didn't. They decided they weren't going to build a ballpark there. So they just capped it all in asphalt. So right now, underneath Howard Terminal, there's an asphalt cap that That's has crazy. all of that stuff still there. And it's going to be there forever unless there's some reason to move it like hint hint a ballpark to clean all that stuff out so anyway. and, and, and the a's have said like they they would be willing to pay for all this environmental re remediation and everything like that right so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but that's, it's, that's but it's like not as easy it's like a, that's like a whole that's a whole pandora's box in itself i know there's a million pandora's boxes in this in this project but that's another one right it's like just the cleanup at the site that would be necessary right, right. Like, and, and so like i think you know i had a list in my um i have to be honest like two years ago i really stopped paying attention to this because i was so frustrated with the whole thing i'm like you know what i've been following this forever and mm -hmm. um I, I, it's just a waste of time for me at this point to waste energy on this. And, and what really brought me back into it was reading a tweet from Ann Killian that I was, to me, I just was like, what in the heck is this? Because a friend sent it to me. Because like that, was there, why was that? What, what struck you about the tweet? <laughs> well, this, is, this is what it said. Um, somebody had tweeted to her about Chase Center being out in the middle of nowhere. And she replied, it's not out in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's three blocks beyond, you know, AT&T Park. And if you go and you do, a, I did it on Apple Maps right at that point in time, in map from 12th Street BART to where Howard Terminal is, it's about a little bit, it's right about a mile. It's like not much further. Mm -hmm. The difference between where Chase Center is and BART, the difference between those two is about five tenths of a mile. It's, it's not even that far apart. And that's what I'm talking about with the whole idea of let the facts form your opinion, because she's saying she's saying her opinion and then just assuming the facts back her up. She didn't even compare those two things, but made a comparison saying one's way out in the middle of nowhere and hard to get to. And the other one is, you know, right in the middle of the city. So like Chase Center is like, like a mile and a half away. And then, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not yeah. it's really, um, you know, Howard Terminal and Chase Center are actually a pretty good comparable thing to talk about because they are a similar distance from BART and it hasn't impacted Chase Center in a negative way. Like, I mean, people go there, obviously the pandemic did, mm -hmm. but before that people found their way there for Ariana Grande concerts. And, you know, I mean, it's not like, mm -hmm. it's not like it's impossible to get to that. And um, so, you know, there it is. And, and other people talk about things like the, um, the train system, you know, the uh, Muni that runs out there. But I don't know, I worked at Dropbox and we were one block away from Oracle Park. And I can tell you, just mm. from watching it happen, the number of people who walk from BART to that neighborhood versus the people who ride the train down uh, the Embarcadero is like, uh, it's like 10 to one. It's not really, that, that last mile transit thing is not that big of a problem for almost for the overwhelming majority of people who need to get to a ballpark or mm -hmm. an event like a Chase Center. Um, anyway, um, the, the other thing about that that's really important when we're thinking about like Howard Terminal and Chase Center is um, how they built Chase Center is they put they put some corporate towers right there, like right next to it. And do you know who mm -hmm. the people are, the companies that took those towers, that took down that space and are helping to fund that stadium 
are Uber and Dropbox. Both mm -hmm. of those people moved further away from BART in order to be a part of that development. So it's like this whole thing about transportation, yada, yada, it's just not Interesting. as big of an yeah. issue as people make it. And actually to have Dropbox, which is one of the most socially responsible companies I've ever worked for, especially thinking about like environmental and that sort of stuff, not uh, concerned about how people are gonna get to the, to the office mm -hmm. um, and not thinking that that's this massive problem. I mean, I get it. Like they could do the same thing at Howard Terminal. They have those buildings that they want to build be, be, by Schnitzer Steel and between uh, the stadium. Those are all for corporations, right? So instantly yeah. you'd have a new corporate base in Oakland to pay taxes. And it's not a problem for people. They're going to want to be there because it's right on the waterfront, you know? And I mean, like they, they could have like, you know, like, yeah, people could either live there or like it would be, you know, West Oak would be one bar right away from downtown uh, the city if they want to live in the city. Like, yeah, yeah I understand. Like, yeah. There's it, so much synergy there that makes a whole bunch of sense. And yeah. and actually, um, I, I don't, I, I know, I, I'm sorry, I'm starting to just ramble on about these different things about Howard Terminal. And I know you have real questions you want to ask me, but I just would like to say that like, Chase Center is just one example of a comparable uh, situation. Nationals Park, what I mentioned earlier, is another. And because of my job, yeah. I've gone back to um, Northern Virginia, Washington, DC. Yeah, I, well, I was gonna say, I was just gonna let people know, like, yeah, like, um, wh what is the, you know, what is the background? Like, so you worked with Yahoo, Facebook, and Dropbox to, to you know, pick out data center sites like all over the country. So that, that kind of gives you the technical background that, yeah, uh, that I mean, you're, because it seems like you're pretty tapped into, you're pretty tapped into all this stuff, you know? It's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. so um, at each one of those places, of, of, and also I worked at Square. So I, I basically, my, my technology career went Yahoo, Facebook, uh, Square, and then Dropbox. And I now work at a small startup company, not startup, we're a public company in Oakland. Um, which is also a great development to have a technology company in Oakland, right on the banks of Lake Merritt. Um, I'm all for that. But um, mm -hmm. uh, essentially my job at those places was um, to build out network infrastructure to help select um, sites that we might wanna put things into. And if we were building a very massive data center, um, my job was to be part of the negotiating team to get us rights of way for, um, uh, fiber paths into the buildings and other things and, and really so, so um, you're working with municipalities and you're kind of like a liaison with the municipalities in your company and stuff like that right right yeah. right and, yeah. and actually so one of the things that's important to think about here is like when um we hear now dave cavill and john fisher do not need me to defend them and frankly they don't want me to defend them because i wouldn't defend them uh in the way that they probably want to be defended but one of the things that i think comes up quite a bit is like this $200 million investment. And, and people are like, wait, but they've only picked Howard Terminal at this point in time. But there's a parallel here that I think is important for my professional life to explain. Um, when you start to think, okay, we're going to put a data center in like Eastern Oregon, or we're going to put it in the Western United States, you don't, you start booking the money that you're spending on that eventual site well before you actually pick that specific site. So we would spend tens of millions of dollars in order to be able to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in a local place that we didn't know where it was. Like there was a whole team of us. Because you have to do research, right? Stuff. You have to hire all those people to do all the work, to do the legwork, to give you a basic all understanding, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I, and like, um, we would even do things like, so um, this, not to get super technical, but like in some places we're building data centers way up in the Northern part yeah. of the globe so that we can um, minimize one of our biggest costs, which is to cool computers. Cause you have a room full of computers, yeah. it gets super well, hot. I, I actually, I kind of want to bring it back to the stadium. You know, I kind of yeah, want to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's bring it back yeah. to the stadium. Yeah, yeah, no offense yeah, no, 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 I was Actually, I was going to yeah. the stadium. I wanted to make sure we're okay. clear on yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Market research that you start doing. So like the things yeah. when they're talking about that $200 million, they're talking about like even the treehouse is part of that. All the people that are working on it, this is all things that you're doing to help prove out a um, specific site in the future. So all mm -hmm. of that is related specifically to, that's what that money comes from. So when people talk about it. So anyway, that's it. Okay. Um, but oh, yeah, for yeah. the stadium. But yeah, but like the net, you said there's some parallels with Nationals Park too, right? What what year was Nationals Park built and how, how are those two, how is this? So Nationals connected, Park you know? was, 
I, th- I want to say it's around 2006 that it actually went uh-huh. up. I don't remember specifically, uh-huh. um, but I went to it the very first year that it was up. And what it was, was a stadium that was built right on the river. Yeah, 2008. Uh, yep. Yeah, 2008. And, yep. and between, there's a, there's a metro station that's about, I don't, I don't know how far away, I'd say it's about a mile of a walk, um, maybe a little bit shorter, to where the stadium was. And in between those two spots, it was nothing. There was absolutely nothing there. Mm-hmm. So every other year for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, whatever it's been, I've, I've been back there and I've gone to games. And what's happened during that period of time is those two spots, like from where the Metro is to where the stadium is, has just become a vibrant neighborhood. They've been building residences. They've been building um, office buildings. They've been building everything there. And that's part of the strategy behind a place like Howard Terminal, which is you put an anchor uh, at the edge of where downtown is. So like a mile away from downtown, you know the path to growth there. Oakland has a thing called the um, downtown specific plan that they're working mm-hmm. on now that's been, uh, that includes all, every, all the land right up to Howard Terminal already. Yeah, it looks like a, like 60 or 70% they're, they're already trying to revitalize downtown anyways. And then the A's are trying to claim that in the Jack London Square offsite IFD. So the city's like, whoa, like, Who's to say you guys are responsible for all of that, you know? I think, but the thing is that that we should all think about um, and what the city should be thinking about too is that those two things actually can work together. The point Mm -hmm. is to drive that development in that part of the town, you create an anchor for it to to fill in the gap. It's called a hole in the donut strategy or something like, that's what they would call it like on a land use perspective is the stadium and the corporate buildings that they would build down there, plus the residential that would extend towards um, Jack London Square, creates a magnet for development between downtown and that period and that place in time. So I'm not arguing that the A's should get, mm-hmm. like that those taxes should go back to be paying for the stadium to be built or any of that sort of stuff. But I am saying those two things actually are work together. They're not against one another. And I think that's one of the things that the way the narrative has gone around this, that should be fixed. And I don't understand why people are, are, are grasping it a little bit differently, which is that um, this isn't about baseball over community. Baseball is part of the community. And the baseball at that, at that particular spot helps drive community development between where the existing central uh, core of, of the downtown in Oakland is and where that stadium is. So it is the area that Oakland already wants to grow. They should be working together on those two things. They actually will. So uh, another stadium to think about um, when we're talking about this kind of stuff is Coors Field in Denver. They built it in a spot called Lodo, lower downtown. They had a 20-year general plan to build from uh, like Larimer Square down to uh, where the All-Star game is going to be played this week. It took five years for their plan to finish. They, they went from having a 20-year plan to a five-year plan. Is it because they saw like instant returns and stuff like that? Because I know everybody says that's a great ballpark to visit. There's like, it's just like a really fun, you know, downtown yeah. area. Is that, so like they immediately, like how do you, how do you condense a 20-year timeline into five years? That seems kind well, of Well, it's because what happens is that that ballpark is now a reason that people go from one part of downtown to another. And there's this huge corridor of stuff that was just empty warehouses, un, undeveloped, um, lots, that kind of stuff that was already available and, and ready to go and to be built in for things to happen there. That same thing exists in Jack London Square right now, like between downtown and Jack London Square. And that is exactly why a ballpark there makes a bunch of sense because it is very comparable to what happened in Coors Field. That's exactly it. Yeah. So do you think it'll be like um, just all the foot traffic from downtown, um, from downtown areas that people I, I who just want to walk so, or because like, so I know you and Casey did some some boots on the yeah. ground. Conf- yeah, yeah. Um, research we walked that. we walked that whole thing. And actually, um, yeah, can you I give some people to- some, some background on some that that stuff that you and Casey. You, so you guys basically walk from the Lake Merritt Bar to the Howard Terminal, 12th to the Howard Terminal, 19th Street to Howard Terminal. Right. Is, is it we, we did. No, we did. not. We did 12th. Uh-huh. to Howard Terminal, and we did Lake Merritt to Howard Terminal. And let me explain why we did those. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Pleasanton. And so when you think about the BART line that mm-hmm. goes to downtown Oakland, like 12th Street and 19th Street, they're not directly on the line between like Fremont, Pleasanton, all that. It, well, I guess now it's not even Fremont anymore. Right? It's like all the way down to San Jose. Yeah, San Jose, whatever. Or Berryessa, so that San Jose yeah. line, <laughs> yeah. unless you want to transfer uh, at some point, 
you would you would the closest BART station that's right on your route is actually Lake Merritt. So we mm -hmm. just wanted to say, okay, well, what if we were just on this and we didn't want to get off? And so we walked from Lake Merritt to where Howard Terminal was. Um, and it took us about a half an hour to walk from Lake Merritt to uh, Howard Terminal. Um, but from 12th Street, it took about 20 minutes like to walk to mm -hmm. Howard Terminal. Now, the other thing that's important to note about all of this is actually from if I was uh, in the city of Oakland and I was trying to um, you know, sell this sort of idea to people is that it's not even about getting to the ballpark. It's about getting people to Jack London Square and all the restaurants in that entertainment district that's right there. Um, that could that actually could be so much more for the city of Oakland from a tax generating perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And so from 12th Street BART to Jack London Square, it's a 10 minute walk. I did that with Casey. And I also on YouTube slash uh, youtube.com slash quasi cousin, which is my own sort of little fun uh, YouTube that I put stuff on. My brother and I did it, and we are actually arguing with each other the whole way. It's called the Batlin August Brothers, because my brother was an advocate for Howard Journal like way back in the day. And I was like, nope, I think it's a dumb idea because X, X, X. Mm -hmm. And then when we started doing walks like this, I realized, wait a minute, this isn't a dumb idea because you actually, it will spill people right into Jack London Square. And as we've all seen, like at um, FanFest for Oakland A's, when there's a lot of people in Jack London Square, it is happening. Yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of fun stuff that you can do. And yeah. there's plenty of areas to build new things to do as well. So anyway that that's it from the city of oakland perspective. yeah because yeah because everybody will just like pre-game in jack london square and then it'll just go off so yeah i, I understand like that the a's how they they believe that but also i understand the city too it's like you know how far is the reach you know so i but i, I feel like that's like a major part of contention in this uh agreement so or in this negotiation yeah um, no yeah. and i agree that the city should hold firm on the whole uh jack london square ifd because if you look at the numbers right the the city's report uh, expects the area to grow by like what 6.4 percent yeah 6.4 yeah and the a's is like 6.8 or 6.9 i mean like it's really like half a percent like mm -hmm. sure that and and then there's also the mechan uh, the uh, machinations of getting that approved right it's not as simple as a city saying, yep, this is an IFD. And, yeah, and, and it means like two thirds of the residents approval, right? And and they would be, so I, I asked Cavill about this a couple episodes ago. I said, so would those people be subject if there's a special tax? He's like, oh, it wouldn't be doubled up. It would be the same. But I was like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, what's the point of a special tax if well, you're not going to impose it, you know? So I, I don't, does, I, so I, I mean, obviously, sense. yeah, I don't know anything about tax code or anything, but. So it's not, it's not, see, that's the thing. It's not a new tax and that's the way that, it's the same way that AT&T slash Oracle, whatever it's called now, Park was built. Uh -huh. um, and, and I think that, that there's a thing that people don't understand. There was a public contribution to building Oracle Park. The stadium itself was, was financed uh, privately, but in order to build there, there was a lot of infrastructure work that needed to be done. And that was paid for by the city. It wasn't paid for by the giants. And what happens is they say, okay, here's this, this district around the stadium, here's the boundaries. And the property tax for this district, it costs this much right now. It's at this level, say it's 10 bucks, just mm -hmm. for, for example. Yeah, yeah. And now when the stadium goes in, all of a sudden this property tax is now 15 bucks. So they use that new five bucks to fund the infrastructure. It's mm -hmm. not about, it's not really about a new tax. Um, in in um, Howard Terminal, like where they would build Howard Terminal, mm -hmm. uh, there is, there's two things going on there. There is the infrastructure financing district, but then there's also a Mellow Roos tax, which is um, an additional tax yeah, the on those units. Yeah, yeah, like the community or what is it, community facilities district or something like that, right? The CFDs, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, well, that's what I was talking about. I mean, they would need to do that at Jack London Square too, right? There would have to be a CFD there too, right? Or no? No, no. They, they, so they, the, the mellow roost portion of it would only uh -huh. apply to Howard Terminal. It's only okay. On those that's good to know. Okay. That are built yeah. there. Oh, the, okay. the increment financing, which is the other part, the ten to fifteen dollar thing, which is way oversimplified, but let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. That's what would apply in Jack London Square. And the thing is that, um, and Rebecca Kaplan's absolutely right about this, by the way. She's the one who's been um, uh, super smart about this whole thing. By the way, we're talking about Dave Cavill, who went to Stanford, 
Rebecca Kaplan, who went to MIT and Stanford. I mean, like these are very, very smart people working on, through this to, uh, to get something done. Yeah. Um, but the um, what she was saying, the point is that if if I talked about like if we thought about Jack London Square Infrastructure Financing District, and let's say it's ten bucks right now, and they already know it's going to get fourteen bucks. But the A's want it, but with the A stadium, it will then get to 15 bucks. What the A's want is that whole five bucks when it should, they should really only be getting that one dollar. Okay. Yeah, That's what sure, the yeah. difference is. Yeah, for sure. That, that Thanks for simplifying that. That makes it like a lot easier to, to understand, you know? Um, I can't understand it unless I talk about it in that way either. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious, um, you know, what, um, you know, there's, there was a maritime operator too. Uh, back in 2001, 2002 at Howard Terminal, uh, the yeah. fact that it's basically it's almost like a defunct, you know, it's a it's like a parking lot basically, right? Um, yeah. You know, has that changed your opinion too? Just the fact that it's not really even. I know the port is trying to say, hey, it's going to stop us, but really it yeah. seems like it's it's kind of just like an offshoot. It's a two percent of the whole the whole yep. land. It's physically separated by Schnitzer Steel. So that's I mean, absolutely it, something that changed my mind. Because yeah. back in the day, back in 2000, 2001, when, mm -hmm. when all this stuff first started being talked about, 2001, 2002, actually. Because mm -hmm. um, I always say 2001, 2002, because the report by HOK was released on like December 15th, 2001. So I never even read any of it until 2002. So like, that's why it, it kind of uh -huh. hit right in that period of time. Uh -huh. But back then, that port was usable for maritime activity. You could actually, the, the cargo ships of that day could still deliver yeah. large containers. And, and, and they have this thing that they call TEU, which is 20-foot equivalent units. So uh -huh. um, that's how you measure the effectivity, uh, the effective productivity of a port is how many TEUs can you do? Well, Howard Terminal can do absolutely none. It's zero because the I, I ships of today can't go yeah. there. Yeah, they're too big, right? I heard they're too big and the water's too shallow, so they can't yeah. even accommodate today's boat. So it's like right. kind of just just sitting there, right? It's just yeah. kind of like, so yeah, this is, yeah, because right now they're valuing the land at about $29.5 million. And they think in 20 years, or no, 15 years, it'll be like 7.6 billion. So yep. I, I honestly think, yeah, I mean, so historically, this is like the farthest it's gone on, right? It seems like, you know, both, you know, that they is one, you know, I know they're posturing with Vegas and stuff like that, but it seems like they actually do want to make this happen. It sounds like the county wants to make it happen. The city wants to make it happen. Uh, it just seems like everybody kind of needs more time, right? Because there's so much going on, right? I mean, so, so the county thing like, it was a perfect example when we're talking about that tax increment finance that we we're talking about earlier. Um, the, the, the reason that I think the city wants to bring in the county um, is because they can't justify that Jack London Square district. Like you and I both get it. We understand like, yeah, they can't get all that money when it's already gonna be there anyway. That is actually taken from mm -hmm. um, the general fund. But if the county contributes its portion of the taxes on the Howard Terminal site, then it makes it an, a smaller gap to get through, right? Like now they can raise more cash because they're taking property taxes from both the city and the county that are generated by the project and applying them to the infrastructure for the project. So mm -hmm. they already thought about that. And, and also the other, that's why that's going on. You're, so like, it's one of the moving pieces. The yeah. other thing when we're talking about like- um, Cause it comes uh, down to about a $300 million price tag for the whole offsite infrastructure is from what I understand, right? And like, yep. the, and the city's vision is to take about half and then the county takes half of yep. the responsibility right that's yep. that's what they're that's where we're at right now right i mean yep and in the way also the way to think about this too by the way is that um the city and county aren't paying this huge amount of money right up front they're not paying for it at all actually it's being paid for as a part of the project so like um the developer pays for the infrastructure all this tax increment financing does is that that portion which i believe like i 100 percent believe um, I'm a I'm a, a FDR Democrat. I 100% believe government has a role to play in this, and their role to play is to build infrastructure, and um, that happens all over the country. And we actually, you know, we're seeing in national politics, there's a whole debate about how you do all this, right? So the infrastructure mm -hmm. around this district should be financed by the county and the city, but the um, the A's would actually be part. They would be paying for it up front, and then over 45 years these bonds would be being paid back by that tax increment financing. So it's not like the city and county are gonna write some big check and say, here you go. 
It's actually just a way to finance. Um, yeah, it's just like they, they're agreeing to give their future tax revenues to the A's to pay them back for infrastructure that benefits. Right. You could, you could argue it's there 365 days a year. It's not there on game days. It's always there. Kind of right, thing, right? Yeah. right, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so this is like the farthest this negotiation has gone as like, right. Throughout this whole 20 year process, this is, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I want to let people know, like, yeah, like both sides are working hard to make this happen. It's just, there's a lot, <laughs> there's just a lot yeah, to get you through, know, right? And that, that's the other yeah. thing I wanted to say when we were talking yeah. earlier and I was explaining yeah. my technical technology career yeah. which I, yeah. like i'm not going to go there again but like, no it's all good dude yeah whatever yeah. the idea is um that when you're doing doing these kind of um uh kind of developments and and that sort of thing is this this always happens right like somebody like uh <laughs> we will put the money out there first to get it done but uh -huh. when it's to be taken care of but but when it's something that's really not just for us as a business we then the government does pay us back over you know like a long period of time to make sure that it's um so this uh, is an unprecedented ask by the A's. this is like a com this is pretty common ask right or what yeah, yeah it's done everywhere like yeah. literally it was done at oracle park like exactly as we're uh -huh. talking about this is exactly what happened so it's not like it's some sort of like um tax raid it's actually just a way to get something done for the city mm -hmm. and, and the you fact know, that yeah, and the fact that those funds could potentially go to the general fund, do you feel like there's there's like a conflict there? Like, and the fact that the, by law that the money that's captured by these IFDs can only go towards public facilities, and mm -hmm. it seems like it, they can only go to infrastructure. They can't go to like social. It sounds like they can't go to like social programs, um, and so a lot of people at, at this July. July 7th meeting, a, a lot of the opposition has says, hey, great, $450 million from the A's is great, but we can only put it towards, you know, infrastructure upgrades. We can't put it towards mental and, you know, social, you know, problem, you right. know, programs that the county need. What, what good is that for the, for ultimately, what benefit is that for the community? So do you feel like that the structure of the repayment is a, is a roadblock too, that they have to figure out? I, I mean, they're going to have to get so. So that's one thing to to uh, think about in all of this. And I'm glad to hear you say like it's a negotiation because that's the one thing that I think. Yeah, this is ongoing. Yeah, this is very. This is just a very public negotiation, right? right. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. like when I was doing like data center stuff, and and there's like five different cities that I'm trying to work with. We're negotiating with all of them right up to the last minute, like uh -huh. literally, like it's always an eleventh hour hail mary. Like you mm -hmm. figure out. This is the best fit for, for us, for a city, for a, a region, this place. And I really want this done, but I also have to keep talking to so-and-so because like, I don't know that this is going to work. You don't, you can't, you, it's a negotiation. So you can't actually um, like figure out what the outcome of that negotiation is going to be till it's over. Right. But yeah. like, I think we're in the 11th hour of a negotiation um, around Howard Terminal and there's a lot of details that are going to be worked out, but the idea is right now you have to say, yep, we're going to commit to this. We have to get to a point where we're going to commit to this. And this is as far as it's gotten. Like you're right, hundred percent. It's mm -hmm. never gotten to the point. There's a, there's an EIR that can be certified, you know, this year that says, yep, from an environmental impact standpoint, we, we approve this development. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing, you know. And, that, and that's, that's never. That's uh, has there even ever been a draft? Has there ever even been a public comment period for the? Because as a, uh, they, yeah, the, the draft was what uh, submitted, um, or I don't know, a few months ago, right? And then they they had like to go through public comment for a couple months. Yep. And now they're the city is reviewing all four hundred comments, and that takes a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, the East Oakland Stadium Alliance was all up in there. Um, um, yep. so that's where they're at now. And then uh, as Molly Mayburn said, it could be as early as late October, but then it would go to like the planning commission and then it would go to the city council. So it's yep. like, and, and it's funny. That's, that's why I, I think it's crazy. Well, not crazy, but it's just, I don't know why they're pushing this July 20th non, I do, you know, I do. So yeah, can, I mean, just so they can put public pressure on officials, right? To say, oh, you you no, said you wanted no, actually, this, right? I mean, like, that's part of it. That's yeah. part of it. Yes, it's part of the negotiation. Uh -huh. But also, um, the one thing that I don't people don't think people understand is that they're negotiating not the A's, but the league is negotiating with the players right now, and the the players in the league 
are very unhappy with two situations. And you can imagine what they are because they're the same ones we've all heard about forever. The revenue situation in Tampa Bay and the revenue situation in Oakland. Um, that's why um, the A's like have this sort of deadline. And you'll note um, when they start talking about the lease term, I don't think the A's care if they sign a lease for 45 years or for 20 years or whatever. I mean, they're not gonna put $12 billion into a port, uh, a former port terminal, and in 20 years decide, okay, we're done with this because it won't even be done for 15. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah, but, but that's but, what's weird is that like the non-relocation agreement, there's an impasse there because the A's only want it to be 20 years, right? But it's and, not the A's. That's the thing that I'm trying to explain. Oh, okay. It's, it's uh, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has to be involved in that actual decision. And, and you'll see, you can actually, I bet you, you can find a quote from Dave Cavill somewhere. I haven't, but I bet you could, where he references Major League Baseball when it comes to that, because they have to be involved in those sort of long-term lease signings because it's actually impacting their negotiation with the players. Most of this stuff that's wired around getting it done as fast as possible, it's two things. It's been going on for 20 years. Um, whether there's plenty of blame, right? Like the A's looked at multiple different sites in multiple different cities. So it's not like Oakland's been on the hook for like 20 years. Like it, mm. that's a ridiculous way to think about it. Um, so get all that. But right now, Major League Baseball is like, cool. For five, the last five years, we've said we're going to be in Oakland and nothing's moved forward. Um, that's the way that they're going to sell it in a negotiation. We don't even have, we've had the state legislature sign up for this. We've had, um, you know, like the governor the, sign a bill. Yeah, like the board voted on it. All that hasn't stuff. even said, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where that comes from because it's actually more related to that negotiation with the players than it is with um, just specifically what the Oakland A's want. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, what, what do you think needs to happen? I, I know it's only eight days until July 20th. They haven't even publicly released the revised term sheet yet. Uh, that's expected in the next four days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wh where does this go from here? Uh, I, know, <laughs> I know I know, that's a pretty broad question, but- uh, It's I mean, hard to know, dude. I like, like, I like in the next, like, yeah, like, I, I guess between now and the 20th, because I know a lot will be, will be revealed on the 20th. Um, yeah, I think uh, just leading up into that city council non-binding vote, uh, what, what's going to happen, I guess? Three, uh, three things are clear to me, like three things. Uh, uh -huh. Number one, there's not going to be a stadium for the Oakland A's built at the Coliseum. So people need to get that out of their mind. That's not going to be happening. Major League Baseball won't let that happen. They don't want it there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, John Fisher isn't selling the, the Oakland A's and us fans don't get a vote in who owns the team. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. okay, so, uh, and the third is that whatever development happens uh, for the, for any, on, on Howard Terminal, whether it's a ballpark or not, a very, very rich man is going to get very much more richer. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is that I hope those three distractions are, get pushed out of people's minds. As like it's, that's just, that's just the reality. Yeah. That's like, those are real. Reality. That's reality, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so when the A's say it's Howard Terminal or bust, I absolutely believe them. Now, from the city side of things, I we live we all live in this market. We understand what it's like, right? How expensive real estate is, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Real estate developers stand to make a crap ton of money from a waterfront development in the richest part of the world, right? Like way more than they stand to make from building a ballpark in the middle of the desert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, you mean compared to Vegas, right? Yeah. Oh, Vegas yeah. is a terrible market for baseball. And I'm, I'm tired of people pretending like it's not. Like, this is the thing. Like, I don't like to engage in disingenuous arguments from anybody. And I think that the A's pushing of Vegas is that. It's a stalking horse. And I get it. But, um, like, come on, dude. If you could build a <laughs> waterfront development in the Bay Area, which is the economic engine of the world right now, like the Bay Area, like Silicon Valley, used to be Santa Clara Valley. Technology, the gravity of the world right now from an economic perspective now extends all the way up to San Francisco, across the Bay into Oakland, uh, Square is in Oakland. Uh, I work at a company called Marquetta in Oakland, right? And it goes all the way down mm -hmm. the East Bay, back down to San Jose, that is the spot. So if you could actually do a development there, the reason they're willing to do a $12 billion development 
is because they're going to make way more than $12 billion off making it happen. That's yeah. not the same thing that will happen in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it just, it just ridiculous. So just be like in a dusty kind of, parking lot somewhere that, you know, just a classic Vegas development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like whatever, you know, and, and um, I'm sure they could, they could justify it to themselves with some spreadsheets and that sort of stuff. But I mean, come on, so much of baseball's revenue is dependent on the local market way more. The NFL can yeah, and there's so much money in the East Bay and there's new money in the East Bay too. Like there's so many, like, I know like, you know, the average house in Oakland's over a million dollars now or something ridiculous. Yep. So it's like, dude, there's so much money here. Like you got to, and there's people who are probably casual fans who just don't, they don't want to go to the Coliseum. So, but if there's a shiny new ballpark, they'll, they'll be like, Oh, we can go to Jack London and we'll go to the game. Like, it, like, dude, like it would work. I think it would work for sure. It's a very yeah. good point also that you yeah. make there, by the way, yeah. is that this isn't really about guys like me and you who care about the Oakland A's so deeply. It's we'll go, we'll drive to Concord to watch the Oakland A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like where's the game at? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Go, I'll go to, I'll go to Antioch. I got another problem with Concord. <laughs> But for, it's yeah. the other part of the market that they're trying to yeah. attract. And in that part of the market is way more lucrative for them than the occasional tourist in Vegas. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's like the, the, they, they could just attract all those fringe kind of like, oh, they just want something to do. And like, oh, I'll be an A's fan for a night and like spend a couple hundred bucks on your, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's they, just not, they just got stupid money. To, yeah. You know, um, yeah. it, it the, the media market there, like the size of it, you know, all that sort of stuff. So anyway, that's in the, that's in the city's favor, right? Mm -hmm. So we know the city has this geographical reason for why you know, they can leverage to um, get a good deal. The A's are, have other leverage that they're trying to pull, which is like, okay, well, we can just go somewhere else and get a free stadium built for us. Cause that's what it would take for them to go to Vegas. Somebody's going to have to pay for them to have a, a close to a billion dollar stadium that somebody else built. They're not going to do it themselves there, right? There's a difference. That's the other thing. It's a difference between a public and a private sort of thing mm -hmm. um, because there's not the return on the private investment that they're going to get in the same kind of a way that they could get in the Bay Area. Um, but anyway, all that stuff is at play. I don't know what the answer is going to be at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like at this point, like we're, I feel like everybody's super educated, but nobody actually knows where this is headed. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but, it seems, but it seems like, like that both sides want to make it happen though. You right. Know? Like, yeah. That's exactly it. There are yeah. smart people on both sides of this table. And actually yeah. it's multilateral, right? There's like- there's Well, like, yeah, now there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of tables. So, yeah. There's really smart people involved and they want to get it done they will get it done. It's yeah. not, it's not that, um, there, it's not impossible. There's no problem that anybody's brought up yet that it's a complete end of the world situation. Yeah. Um, they'll figure it out. Like, yeah, it's mean, a negotiation. It's just, we're, we're just yeah. seeing, we're just seeing where the lines in the sand are being drawn right now, basically. You know? Right. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'll be honest, as a guy who's negotiated a lot of these kind of things is like, I thought they'd be a lot further apart right now than they really are. There's okay. No, so like, like, it's not, it, yeah, it's like, it, this is doable. You, yeah, you this feel. is doable. And like, I mean, the affordable housing thing. Let's think about that, man. They mm. could pay it, it. Dan Cobb said, what, $75 million or in the neighborhood? Impact fee. Yeah, 75. So many times now that I can't remember. Oh, no, yeah, 75 million in impact fees. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's all like, they would have. That, that, could that, either be like in the neighborhood or above or around, like some phrase, but basically 75 million was the number you spit out. So that's people going to remember, right? What is 75 million when it comes to $12 billion development? It's 0.625%. Mm. Yeah. like that's nothing that's like under no, if, if, if gap stock goes up by like a cent fisher probably makes that you know so yeah like, i mean <laughs> exactly so like that's so that's a negotiating stance like right yeah. that's how you see it it's brinksmanship right it's them saying nope we're not going to do this in order to get the best deal possible for them and that's what the city's in the city's pulling back right like they're going okay no you you're going to have to do this and so that's the kind of discussions yeah. that have needed to yeah happen. because yeah, because right now, um, you know, Oakland wants at least 450 units of the 3,000 proposed units at the full build out to be affordable housing. But then the A's could just basically pay $75 million and have 100% market rate housing, just get crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It, it's not definitely something that shouldn't derail a $12 billion investment, I guess. Yeah. Neither, neither is the lease term, right? That's not something that should derail a $12 billion private. Yeah. But I mean, isn't it more like it's like if the A's are will, like unwilling to budge on that, like, 
like that 450 unit thing like yeah. is, is, isn't no, it more I about think... the 450 than the 75 oh, no no I'll, I'll put i just to put this like i try to speak very plainly and straightforward it's not the city being an ass in this case <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is the a's who should be looking at this and going like oh it's under one percent that's a rounding error for a 12 billion dollar investment of course we're gonna okay cool even if the a said like you know like okay, we will pay that $75 million up front if you guys give us this other thing, whatever that other thing but, is. But it sounds like the community doesn't want the A's to pay. The, the community wants to guarantee that the 450 will be there and the A's don't seem willing to make that commitment. You know, so I think that's- Yeah, really I, like, I don't know. We'll see, like, we'll, yeah. I don't know internally like how that's going, but I, I would expect, like if I was the dude doing this, I would expect it will end up being an impact fee. I think, or they could do some chicanery like the Giants did at Mission Rock, right? Like where you see today, like Scott Osler's putting up this stuff about, so you, the Giants are doing affordable housing. And if you go and look at the actual details of what that affordable housing is, 16% of that affordable housing is actually for people who make under 100% uh, of the median income in, in San Francisco, 16, it's not 40, right? Mm -hmm. The other, 17% of it is up to 120% of median. So these are people who are already making a decent living in San Francisco. And then 7% more of that is actually targeted for people who make 150% of median. So income. it's just like, yeah, it's- It's, it's chicanery. It's yeah. actually, and, and that's the thing that drove me nuts why I jumped back into this. Because arguments like that are lazy and disingenuous. And to say, hey, John Fisher, you're not as good as the Giants because you're not doing 40% affordable housing as is the Lede is actually crap. It's not true. Look at the details. 150% of median income in San Francisco is a lot of money. Dude, like, yeah, you're not an affordable yeah, yeah, you're probably Get making, out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and actually do yeah. some research before you write these lazy narratives. And that's a thing. Like Osler. Killian, those two guys, those two people in particular have made so many ridiculous bad faith ar arguments that don't even apply to the situation, like talking about other cities, like uh, Cleveland, right? Cleveland is an exact, an example of why you shouldn't be thinking about doing a quote unquote Coliseum city at the same time as your downtown is blowing up. Because when they built Progressive Field in Cleveland, they also built a 25 minute walk away, a thing called the Flats. So they built an entertainment district away from the core of their downtown at the same time. And that just splits the effectiveness of both of them, right? So the mm -hmm. city should be all over. Let's build something here. And then let's just find focus, out- Just focus on West Oakland. Just focus yeah, on how terminal development. We have the, we, like we're talking, right? Like you have Temescal, all the way down, come down Broadway. There's all kinds of great things going on in Oakland from Fox yeah. Theater at 19th Street. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're slowly connecting like the 19th Street all the way up to 40th Street. And then, yeah. you know, 40th to, fi 40 to 50th is already Temescal. So it'll be like that whole corridor basically will be revitalized. Right, yeah. right. So, and yeah. so you, you maximize the impact of that by staying in that part of town. But also that's not to say that at the Coliseum site, you can't do something else that actually drives a huge economic impact. And that's another part of all of this, which is like, if you go to Fruitvale BART and you get off, there's a cool little development right around it, right? Like, have you been there mm -hmm. before? Fruitvale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just there a couple there's weeks some ago. Some restaurants yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. It's a smaller impact because it's just about commuters coming in and out. You could do that same thing at the Coliseum site, but the rest of the site, you could do things like, you know, the, the A's had a plan for a, or a part of their plan or their drawing. I don't know that it's a technically a plan. No, yeah, I remember seeing that thing. Yeah, that little, there's, just... there's a, there's a um, college there, right? Did you just see that like um, Northeastern University, really prestigious East Coast University now is taking over the old Mills College site and making it their West Coast campus, right? You have the African-American sports and entertainment group who wants to do some sort of African-American downtown Main Street right there by the BART station, which is just like the thing I'm talking about in Fruitville, right? Like it's the same kind of idea. Well, why wouldn't that, why wouldn't you be working with someone like Howard University and having their West Coast right here in Oakland, right at the Coliseum site? Like that would be a fantastic thing for East Oakland. Mm -hmm. Why can't you have uh, you know, like, why wouldn't we be thinking about things like, um, you know, Amazon and Walmart build these um, distribution hubs all over the place that do provide good paying jobs and that sort of thing for the community. What would work at a site where there's rail access, where there's a, a couple miles down the road, the airport, where there is um, freeway on ramps and off ramps, 
that a massive infrastructure to, to just mm -hmm. bring trucks in and out like that, that's right at the Coliseum site. So you could bring jobs to East Oakland. You could bring something like a, a West Coast Howard University for Oakland. You could also still build that development for East Oakland, right by the um, Coliseum site. You're not gonna do that if you if the A's are putting, uh, need to put a sea of parking around a ballpark. And that's the other thing that, that I think people miss when we're talking about the Coliseum site is it's, if you go to newballpark.org, new um, I worked with Ramsey's a lot. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you used to work, yeah, you used to write with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's written the definitive piece on this that's called the campus that wants to be a downtown. The way that the Coliseum is laid out, the stuff that goes on there, um, it's actually set up perfectly for a campus or like a theme park or that kind of, that's the way to think about it. It's well, not- are, Do you mean like a Google campus or something like that? Or do you mean like an Apple like campus? Or I mean, I don't know. Some, Absolutely. Some tech company where he really wants to spread out and- I know. would think more of like a logistics sort of um, facility okay. for, for shipping and receiving and that kind of stuff that you can mm -hmm. move, uh, you know, same day deliveries, all that kind of stuff that is perfectly set up for that sort of a, an environment. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the kind of things that are gonna bring a real economic change to East Oakland. It's gonna be a real job center for people. Whereas a sporting facility, if you build a baseball stadium and then try to build, turn it, convert it into this whole neighborhood around it, all of those advantages that I just talked about actually go away because th there is now a gridlock within the site. So those, those big points of entry that exist, they don't, um, they don't actually exist anymore, right? Like you can't get, you can't have this massive freeway infrastructure into just a simple uh, downtown neighborhood. And that's the other thing about Howard Terminal is that since it's connected to downtown, there are multiple ways to filter in and out. You can go to Lake Merritt BART, you can go to 12th Street BART, you can go to West Oakland BART, right? Like people can go in all those different directions. At the Coliseum, there's one BART station. Right. If it ended up being a massive neighborhood and all these other things built around it, um, what would that one BART station would become a bottleneck. It wouldn't become an advantage. And that's the sort of thing that I think that people need to think about when you're talking about that site in particular. Yeah, there's so many, so many ways to look at this, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the angles are, are off the chart, right? Like, yeah. and um, I, I just, you know, I was born, my uncle, Kevin, and I, I might get a little emotional. So please bear with me here because my uncle, Kevin uh, was, you know, my dad died when I was a little boy and he had six brothers and my mom had a brother. So I basically grew up with seven fathers and my uncle Kevin was one of them. Mm -hmm. And he used to introduce me to people and say, this is my nephew, Jeff. He was born in the shadow of three World Series trophies in Oakland, California in 1975. And um, he passed away not like 20 years ago. Uh, and I still, when I go to the Coliseum, I still feel him there. I understand what it is about the Coliseum that we all love. And I understand why it's important to all of us. It is important to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that for the benefit of the people that live in that part of Oakland, it's better for them to actually have real opportunities there. Rather, you know, the jobs that, a, that a, a, an entertainment, a ballpark provides for people, they're not jobs that provide you a living wage. They're not yeah. jobs. And they're seasonal too, right? It's like right. very seasonal, yeah. Yeah, and I was listening to your episode with Hal, and he was talking about how people would work at all these different venues, save up as much money as they could during the season, and then they spend that money down. And like, so he ran a, um, a, a GoFundMe for people that were vendors who weren't going to have any jobs because they'd already spent all their money down, you know, and it's like, that's not a winning economic solution for anybody. So let's build something there that actually helps East Oakland. Uh, 100, 365 days a year. Like, and there are things that you can do there that are not, you know, a WNBA team's great. The arena's not going anywhere. 18 days a year with 3,000 people, that is a benefit. It's not a massive benefit, but it's a benefit. But there are other things you could do with the rest of that site that actually help everybody who already lives there in a way better way than a ballpark would. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, thanks for that story, dude um yeah Sorry. i know everybody has a deep connection with the a somehow you know on this podcast yeah. so yeah yeah for sure um well yeah let's talk about some baseball i mean are you more excited for the home run derby or the all-star game at this point honestly <laughs> just as a fan just as a fan you know i 
I really love the home run derby usually, um, but I haven't been that into the all-star game for a long time. And yeah. I actually think that it's just um, my favorite player of, you know, we got eras, right? My favorite player of the early 2000 era was Eric Chavez. Mm -hmm. Dude was smooth as silk at third base, hit 30 home runs, drove in a hundred runs, did all this sort of stuff. Did it for like six years in a row uh, where he was actually one of the best players. He was a silver slugger. And he was never an all-star. Um, and that's because, you know, fan voting and probably people yeah. in, in other markets. Yeah, no, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance now. Yeah, it's just all, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, not what it yeah, used so to be. To me, it's just like, man, I don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I even, don't really want to get yeah. up about watching a Roldis Chapman in his seven ERA pitching in an all-star game because he's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, honestly, like that's, that's the sort of stuff that makes me, ah. so I, I will watch it. It'll be on in the background, but yeah, I think honestly the thing I'm most stoked to see is Olsen in the home run derby. I think the home run derby is honestly even better than the game because, like, I don't know, like you're if you you're watching for Olsen, he gets like one or two at bats in the game. Maybe yeah. he gets a ground ball to him. It's like whatever. But at the home run derby, it's it's sweet. You know, he's like center stage and everything. So yeah, and the way I think about it actually is like if you contrast it with the NBA. What do I like about the NBA? The three point shooting contest. Like yeah. I don't even watch the NBA All Star game. I just watch a three point shooting contest. Yeah. Um, that stuff yeah. is dope. And that's yeah. what to me what the home run derby is. I like those sort of skills competitions. They're kind yeah. of yeah. And uh for our YouTube uh viewers, we made it this far without uh mentioning your your x-ray in the background. What's going on here with the lizard, dude? <laughs> Please fill us in on your background. Yeah. That is a <laughs> that is an x-ray of an iguana. Um <laughs> yeah, because you're multi I mean, like we said at the top, your omni channel, a part of it is that you're a musician as well, right? That has something to do with the, your band. Yeah. your band name you picked out of a hat right yeah. <laughs> i was i was in a thing where five people that didn't even know each other were thrown together to be a band and we had six weeks to come up with something and we named our band power lizard p-w-r-l-z-r-d like no no vowels and i made this the background of my zoom so that when we performed perform we didn't really perform we presented a video that we performed yeah for well, our listeners it's like an x-ray of a lizard yeah, <laughs> yeah you see it's an iguana you can yeah. see all the or an iguana and all that stuff yeah <laughs> that's hilarious man so so what other stuff i mean so yeah you're a writer you you obviously involved in technical negotiations and stuff yeah. like that um you know I've what else books uh uh -huh. you can find them they're called uh uh the inside the lamore incident and another one called kingdoms rot with steel um uh, I am a uh, musician who's put out a bunch of music. I run a comic book company with my friend. We have a company called Voltage Comics, where actually our, our book uh, that we've put out so far, we have others coming. It's actually set in a fictional place called Baylandia. I wonder what that could be based on. And, uh, <laughs> our our hero is from a place called The Town. So I don't know what that <laughs> Who knows? That's cool. I'm 100% like, I, I, <laughs> Bay Area. I love the place. So it doesn't matter. Awesome, man. Well, um, well, thank you so much. Um, I know, yeah, we're, we're, there's like, we could just talk about this for hours and hours and hours. There's so many layers and levels to this, but thank you so much for your insight and the comparisons and like the historical context, because, you know, I, I've only really uh, closely started following this within the past, like few weeks, honestly, like with that yeah. the June 15th meeting, and I'm just trying to catch myself up to speed. So it's cool to hear, um, yeah, it's like, dude, we're like, we're, yeah, we're farther along in this whole process. Like, this is, this is, there is a real chance this could happen, you know, which is exciting. Yeah. You know, it, that's what's really exciting. Everybody who wants to know, I've been to 24 Major League Baseball home team, uh, home games, uh, different teams. So I've been to 24 markets to watch baseball games. Um, and the cities that everyone should be thinking about when you think about Howard Terminal are Safeco Field, where there is a stadium built right next to a port. Uh, the, a downtown that goes right on the port. They should be thinking about Oracle, which is the same sort of financing model. They should be thinking about Petco Park in San Diego, which is a similar thing where they took a, an existing district like Jack London Square is the gas lamp and this sort of thing and turned it into something much bigger than it had been before. That's great for the local economy. They should be thinking about Coors Field and about those things we were talking about earlier, about the development in between. And they should be thinking about Nat Nationals Park and they should be thinking about Chase Center in San Francisco. Those are all the, the, the things that this place could be and more and better. And those are all great for their local economy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. And make sure to read Jeff's uh, guest column in today's SF Gate. Uh, let's see, what is it titled again? It is titled, I used to be, 
against the Oakland A, an, an Oakland A's Howard Terminal development plan. Now I support it. So yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Published on July 12th in the SF Gate. So Jeff, thank you so much for your time, man. I really, really appreciate your insights and uh, expertise in this. In this thanks, Alex. Very super complicated topic. So yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. I try to make it simple, even though yeah. I fail sometimes. But anyway, thank you very much. Thanks. Man.